ಸಹನಾವತು ಸಹನೋಭುನಕ್ತು ಸಹವೀರ್ಯಂಕರವಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನಾವಧೀತಮಸ್ತು ಮಾಷಾವಹೈ ನಮಶ್ರೀಶಂಕರಾನಂದ ನಮಶ್ರೀಶಂಕರಾನಂದ ಗುರುಪಾದಾಂಬುಜನ್ಮನೆ ಗುರುಪಾದಾಂಬುಜನ್ಮನೆ ಸವಿಲಾಸ ಮಹಾಮೋಹ ಸವಿಲಾಸ ಮಹಾಮೋಹ ಗ್ರಾಹಗ್ರಾಸೈಕಕರ್ಮಣೆ ಗ್ರಾಹಗ್ರಾಸೈಕಕರ್ಮಣೆ a very interesting discussion we are having here in the 12th chapter that it was shown by shruti yukti and anubhava how everyone loves the self and that the love that one has for other things and beings in the world ultimately is really because there is love for the self this was shown by shruti yukti and anubhava ಶ್ರುತಿ ಬಾಯ್ ಸ್ಟೇಟ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಸು ವೇದ ಉಪನಿಷದ್ ಆತ್ಮನಸ್ತು ಕಾಮಾಯ ಸರ್ವಂ ಪ್ರಿಯಂತಿ ಹವಿಂಗ್ ಬಿಕಮ್ಸ್ ಡಿಯರ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ದ ಆತ್ಮ ಇಸ್ ಡಿಯರ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಇಟ್ ವಾಸ್ ಶೋನ್ ಬೈ ಯುಕ್ತಿ ಆಫ್ ದ ರೀಸನಿಂಗ್ ಎಸ್ ಟು ಹೌ ದ ವೇರಿಯಸ್ ಥಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ದ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ಆರ್ ಡಿಯರ್ ಟು ಮೀ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ದೇ ಆರ್ ಕನೆಕ್ಟೆಡ್ ವಿತ್ ದ ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಆರ್ ಉಪಕಾರಿ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ದೇ ಆರ್ ಹೆಲ್ಪ್ಫುಲ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ದೇ ಆರ್ ಹೆಲ್ಪ್ಫುಲ್ ಟು ದ ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ದೇ ಮೇಕ್ ಇಟ್ ಕನ್ವೀನಿಯಂಟ್ to to accept myself so therefore the things in the world are dear to me not for their own sake but because they in some way are conducive to the self and therefore they are dear to me that means that the self must be dearer to them just as the friend of my son also i like i love but i love him because he is related to or is a friend of my son that shows that the love for my son is primary and the love for his friend is secondary because it is due to my son and similarly also i love the things of the world because they are related to the self and therefore the love for the self is primary and the love for other things is secondary and thirdly it is also shown by anubhava it is everybody's experience that everybody loves oneself because that one wants to always live nobody ever wants to die nobody ever wants not to be nobody ever wants not to be that shows a natural love for existence for being for existence there is a natural love for knowledge nobody loves ignorance everyone loves knowledge or wisdom and there is a natural love for happiness so this is love for existence love for knowledge love for happiness that each one naturally has uncreated love love for other things may be cultivated when i love i don't know different kinds of food different kinds of clothes and different kinds of automobiles all of that may be cultivated love meaning that i am brought up in a certain situation or environment therefore i start liking certain things that's all cultivated but without any exception everybody loves existence everyone loves knowledge everyone loves happiness which is sachidananda that shows also that it is our experience that love is primarily for the self this was shown and still somebody raises an objection 
But how do you say that I always love myself in preference to some other things? We find that people love some other things even in preference to their own self. And that is why even Upanishad Sruti also says often, Atmavai Putranamasi, that, hey son, you are born is my very self. And therefore, some, we find that for some people, even the son is dearer to their own self. And also the Aitareya Upanishad described how a person, when, how a man, when he becomes old, then how he hands over all the, uh, uh, the duties, the household duties to his son. The, what are the household duties? The different rituals that he has to perform which are enjoined and different other duties that he may have to perform. All of those are handed over to his son. And then his body, which has now become very old, he gives up that body or he departs from this body. That also shows that how son, etc. are more important than the self. <coughs> And also it is said in the Shruti, again in the Indian scriptures, how uh, one, there is a belief that one can gain Swarga only when there is son who performs certain rituals after one's death. And thus from all these uh, Shruti or the, all these statements of scriptures also, it looks as though the son and wife etc. are primarily the self rather than one's own self. And also it is our experience that person actually uh, takes a lot of trouble, a lot of pains right now and, and undergoes a lot of exertion in order to save money and make provisions for his wife and children after his death. Meaning that he causes pain to himself in order to cause comfort to them. That shows also that they are primarily object of love rather than one's own self. Thus he wants to understand various statements of the Shruti. He also wants to understand the experience and wants to clarify the statement as to how do you say that the self is always the object of love when we find in our life that sometimes things other than the self are in fact they are, they seem to gain a primary importance than even one's own self. And so it was said in the verse 39, Badham says, yes, you were right. The passages that you quoted from the Upanishads as well as the experience that you quoted as to how people even uh, undergo a lot of trouble in order to in order for the comfort and the well-being of their family children all of this is right but in spite of that etavata na atma shesho bhavati kasyachit just because in certain transactions or in certain situations that sometimes a son, sometimes a body, sometimes a wife, sometimes something else is given primary importance. It is true that there are situations when someone may consider one's son more important than oneself. There may be a situation when one may consider one's own wife or husband or any close relative as more important than oneself and might be even willing to give one's own life for the sake. It's not not uncommon that it happens. And it is true that these things are there. And in those situations, they are important. But in spite of that, Atma, the Self, still remains the most important. Because, it says, Yatra Yatra Vyavahare, Yasya Atmatvam Vivakshade, 
प्राधान्य दर्शनाय द आइडिया इज दैट वॉट अवर बी द नेचर ऑफ व्यवहार वॉट अवर बी द सिचुएशन इन ए गिवन सिचुएशन वॉट अवर इज ऑफ प्राइमरी इंपॉर्टेंस दैट इज कॉल्ड सेल्फ इन दैट सिचुएशन देफ अवर डाइंग मैन who is handing over all his duties to his son perhaps the son is more important over a person who undergoes a lot of strain in order to secure the comfort and welfare of his son or the or the family maybe in that situation you can say that the family is more important and thus it it appears as though the definition of what is self seems to change depending upon the situation and that is exactly what the author wants to say गौण मिथ्या मुख्य भेद ही आत्मायम भवती त्रिधा इस आत्मा इज थ्री फोल्ड इट इज गौण इन ए सेकेंडरी सेंस और फिगरेटिव सेंस मिथ्या इन ए नोशनल सेंस एंड मुख्य इन द प्राइमरी सेंस दिस वर्ड आत्मा और द सेल्फ हैज दिस थ्री मीनिंग्स वन मीनिंग इज गौणम औपचारिका फिगरेटिव or a secondary way in the secondary sense something can be called the self other is mithya out of delusion something is called the self and mukhya that the self has a primary meaning <coughs> and now this is what the author proceeds to show from the 40th verse three kinds of self gauna the secondary mithya the delusory and mukhya the primary tatra putradehe gaunatmatva pradarshanaya loke gauna prayog mudaharati so first the author wants to show how son wife and others who are very dear and therefore they are called atma or the self sometimes but they are called self only in a secondary sense not in a primary sense and to show that in the first line the author shows how in our common parlance also we use expressions which are meant in a secondary sense and not in a primary sense so the verse 48 says here devadattastu simhoyam devadattastu simhoyam ityaikyam gaunametayoh ityaikyam gaunametayoh bhedasya bhasamanatvad भेदस्य भासमानेरात्मतात्मतात्मतात्मतात्मतात्मतात्मतात्मतात्मतात्मतात्मतात्मतात्मतात्मतात्मतात्मतात्मतात्मतात्मतात्मतात्मतात्मतात्मतात्
It is not, you know, we have seen him in the zoo and circus and things like that. So we know how a lion is an animal having four legs and he is ferocious and whatever. It's cruel. And definitely, Devadatta is not an animal. He is not ferocious. He is not like that. And therefore, the difference between Devadatta and lion is evident. And still somebody says, Devadatta is lion. So in spite of the difference being evident, still when we use this kind of an expression, that means that we mean the lionhood of Devadatta only in a secondary sense. So this is an example of what we call Gauna Prayoga or a fi- the Prayoga or a secondary sense or a figurative sense. So expressions used in a secondary sense or in a figurative sense. So this is a lion. <coughs> Bhedasya bhasamanatvat. And why do we say it is secondary? Bhedasya bhasamanatvat. Because Bheda or the difference between a lion and, and Devadatta is evident to the one who says that and to the one who to whom it is said, to both of them, this difference is very evident. Therefore we say it is a use of the word in a secondary sense. The use of the word lion in this case is in a secondary sense. Putrade Ratmadadasa. In the same manner also, when a son calls his son, when a person calls his son itself, that also is in a secondary sense. When you say Atmavai Putranamasi, hey son, you are my very being, you are myself. When it is said, well, the difference between the son and the self is evident. The person says, hey son, you are myself. When that is said, the difference between the son and the self is very evident. In spite of that difference being evident, this man says, Son, you are myself. That shows that, like the Devadatta being called lion, this son is being called the self in a secondary sense. This is called Gauna Prayoga. A Prayoga or an expression that is based on Guna or a certain quality. We don't just use these expressions without any rhyme or reason. There is a certain reason for that. Why do we call Devadatta a lion? Perhaps he possesses certain qualities of lion. Maybe just as lion is a, is a fearless creature and so also Devadatta is fearless. Or lion shows a certain dignity. And similarly also maybe Devadatta also has certain dignity about him. Or lion is fear or ferocious, you know, or fearless. Maybe this fellow is fearless. So perhaps some one or other quality of the lion may be present in this person and therefore based on those qualities we actually call him that. So it is not in a primary sense, but guna. Guna means based on a certain quality. That's why it's called gauna prayoga. In Sanskrit, this prayoga or expression is called gauna. Gauna means what? Based on guna. Guna means quality. So you don't say this flower is lying. You, know, you won't say that. Because there is no similarity between, there is nothing that the flower contains which will remind you of lion. Or which is anything to do with lion. So you can't just use any, you know, you can't use these words without any reason. You cannot say the microphone is a tiger or something like that, you know, because there is nothing, there is no connection or there is no similarity. But you can say this cat is a tiger, you know, because cat has certain similarities of tiger, the way cat walks and whatever it does, you know, many similarities are there. <coughs> cat in, in, in Gujarati is considered to be a, you know, an ant of tiger. So, Cat, they call it the ant of tiger. Tiger's mother's sister, you know, that's what this cat is. Because cat is smarter than the tiger, actually. 
They say that cat taught everything to tiger except climbing trees. Cat taught everything to tigers except climbing trees, which also cat can do. Anyway, so thus when there are similarities in qualities, we may, use, we may have this secondary use. It is called secondary or figurative use and not primary use because the difference between cat and tiger is evident. Similarly also, when someone says to his son, you are myself, then the difference between the person who says and the son is quite evident and therefore we have to say that that is a use in a secondary sense. So this is how Gauna Atma has been shown. And in verse 41, the author gives an example of Mithya Atma. Mithya meaning delusory Atma. Atma due to delusion or notion. And for that, that is explained in the verse 41. Bhedosti Panchako Sheshu Bhedosti Panchako Sheshu Sakshino Natubhatyaso Sakshino Natubhatyaso Mithyatmatatahko Shanam Mithyatmatatahko Shanam Sthanos Chauratmatayatha Sthanos Chauratmatayatha The example of Panchakosha. We have seen earlier in Panchadashi and in many in all all the texts of Vedanta, Tattva, Voda, Vedanta, Sara, and we'll see in Vivekachwadamani also the Panchakosha, the five sheets. As you said, the non-self or a personality can be looked upon as composed of these five sheets. The five layers, you can say, of matter. One being subtler than the other. The grossest and the outermost is Annamayaha. This body, gross body, made of the modification of food. Pranamaya, the one subtler than that. And inside that is Pranamaya, the modification of vital air. So it is Manomaya, inside that and subtler than that. And superior to that is another sheath called Manomaya, modification of the mind or the feeling faculty. For this Vijnanamaya, inside that, superior to that, even the self of that is Vijnanamaya. What we call the intellect, intellect sheath, or the sheath of knowledge, the whether doership is there, or the ego is there, and finally the subtlest sheath and closest to the self is Anandamaya. This notion on my part that I am the experiencer of Ananda, I am the experiencer of happiness. So these are called Panchakosha or the five sheaths, and these are taken to be self. So you can call them these five universal delusions that are there. Everybody has their own delusions of course, but there are certain universal delusions or universal superimposition that everyone takes this body as a self. Everyone takes the mind as a self, takes the ahankara or ego as a self. And therefore, bhedosti panchakosheshu sakshinaha. Between sakshi or the witness self, in this Panchakosha, the five sheaths, Bhedahasti, there is a difference between them. There is a dis- distance between them. Panchakoshesu Anandamayadi Annamaya Anandamayadi Annamayanteshu Panchasu Kosheshu Sakshinaha Sakashad Vidyamano Vibhedaha. There is a Bheda, there is a difference between them. There is a distance between them. What kind of a distance? Not distance in space. 
Not distance in time, but we said distance in reality. That the body, the prana, the mind, the intellect, all of this is, is called self. However, the true self is one because of which all of these come to be called self. What is it that really enlivens this body? The prana or the vital air. What is it that directs even the prana? The mind. What is it that even controls the mind? The intellect. And what is it because of which the intellect even performs various actions and gains various knowledges? The ananda. So each one of them is subtler than the other one. But what is the ultimate self? Ultimate self is Atma. Who is Ananda? Ananda Atma. The very Ananda itself is Atma and that's the reason why there is a natural desire for happiness. That's why prompted by that desire one performs various actions. And for performing action you require to gain various knowledges. And to perform action also you have to give direction to the mind which in turn directs the sense organs of action and perception and which in turn activates the body and that's how the various actions are performed. And so, however, all of these are non-self and self is Sakshi or the witness. So there is a difference between them. That they are all self. They are all self, but self is not them. Matsani Sarabhutani Nachahamte Shavastida I am in them, they are not in me. In that sense, the Sakshi, the witness, is illuminating, illuminating principle and therefore it enjoys a degree of reality which is what we call the absolute degree of reality which cannot be negated whereas all of these enjoy a degree of reality which we call the relative degree of reality because the body is not there, the gross body is not present in the dream state and the mind also and intellect are not present in the deep sleep state and therefore all of these are subject to being negated ignorance also is not there in the state of knowledge and therefore, Atma is a Sakshi, the witness, the illuminating principle. So there is a difference between them. Between the self and the five sheets, there is a difference. Vidyamano na So, however, that Bheda is the difference which obtains between the Atma, the Sakshi and the Panchakosha, even though it is there, asau nabhati, still it is not evident. See, the difference between the sun and the self is evident. And still we are calling the sun a self, which means it is knowingly we are using that. So it is called Gavana Prayoga or a secondary usage. Here on the other hand, even though the self is different, even though sometimes I call this body as my body. Interesting. I call this body as my body. Somebody, what has happened to my knee? What has happened to my head? And so forth. And therefore we identify this body as my body. That means that there is this knowledge on my part that I am the possessor of the body and the body is something possessed by me. I say my mind, my buddhi, my knowledge. So many times we say that. And at that time there seems to be in us an an understanding of the difference obtaining between I and this, this instrument. But still we forget again and again and therefore the difference which is there is not evident to me whenever I call myself tall or short or lean or happy or unhappy, it shows that difference is not evident to me. So difference is there and is evident, Gauna Prayoga. Difference is there and is not evident, it is called Mithya Prayoga. Then when I call this body as I, when I call the mind as I, 
That means that even though the difference is there, I do not know the difference. On account of not knowing the difference, I superimpose the body upon the self, meaning, therefore I take the self to the body. Atah desha mithyatmatva mithyartaha Therefore, all these body, mind, etc., when we call them a self, it is called mithyatma, meaning it is a self by delusion due to ignorance. Mithyatmatve drashtantamaha. In the second line, the fourth quarter, the author gives actually the drashtantamaha illustration. Sthanas chavaratmatayatha. Yatha just as sthanoho. What is thano? Thano means a post or a stump of tree. Chauratmata, chauratmata. How a post or a stump of tree is taken to be chaura, is taken to be a thief. Vastudaha, chaurat bhinnasya sthanoho, chaura rupatvam yatha mithya. So in reality, the stump of tree is not a, not a thief. Poor thing doesn't do anything. It's not a ghost. Sometimes we take it to be a ghost. So, because there is a fear from this thief, fear from ghost, and therefore, this happens often. Very often this fellow woke up at four, you know, he was every morning in the school, waking up early morning about 4.30 to study in the morning. Everybody else in the family is sleeping. So everybody is sleeping on the first floor, second floor. And this chap wakes up, his alarm clock rings, he wakes up at 4.30 in the morning, it's all dark, and he's coming down the stairs. Before he can reach out the light, he has to pass through, you know, the darkness. And as he's even climbing down the stairs, he hears some sound, you know, and that, he runs up, wakes up his father, says, Dad, there's sleep downstairs. But Dad also comes, you know, and with a torchlight and switches on, and what you find is one cat running from one place to the other. But when you're scared, when you're scared, a little sound also scares you, that there is a thief. A little something like there is a ghost. And so how there is a superimposition. Even though a shadow is not ghost, even though sound is not necessarily thief, and still how we superimpose one upon the other. Or a stump of tree is sometimes mistaken, licked upon as a ghost or a, or a thief. So even though there is a difference between a stump of tree and a thief, that difference in spite of being there is not recognized by me at that time. This is called Viveka Agraha. Viveka means a separation. Agraha, not grasping. Due to not grasping the separation that obtains, or the difference that obtains, then what happens is called Brahma or delusion. And therefore, I take this body, mind, etc. as a self, because that is called Mithyatma, the delusory self. Vastudaha Chvarad Bhinnasya Sthanaho Chora Rupatvam so just as how a stump of tree, even though it's different from the thief, we still call it thief, which is in a mithya sense, because of delusion. So that's a second kind of, a second meaning of the word self, mithyatma. Evam gaun mithyatmanu upapadya idanim sakshinaha mukhyatmatvam upapadayati. So in the earlier two verses, the author explained the gaunatmatvam, the atma word used in a secondary sense, 
Mithyatmatvam, the word Atma or the self used in a delusory sense. Idanim Sakshanaha, Mukhyatmatvam Upadayati. In the next verse, shows his reasoning how Sakshi or the witness is Mukhyatma, the self in the primary sense. So when we say Aham, it can be ego also. When I say Aham, it can be Sakshi also. When I say Aham, it can be body also. When I say Aham, it can be my son also. Or it can be body also. It can be mind also. It can be ego also. Or it can be witnessing self also. <coughs> so how the witness self is Atma in a primary sense, that is being explained in the verse 42. Nabhati bhedo napyasti Nabhati bhedo napyasti Sakshino pratiyoginaha Sakshino pratiyoginaha Sarvantaratvatasyaiva Sarvantaratvatasyaiva Mukhyamatmatvamishyade Mukhyamatmatvamishyade Now, how about Sakshi, the witnessing self? Sakshinaha, Sakshi Rupasyatmanaha, Gaunatmanaha, Putra Deheva, Kasmada Vibhedo Nabhati. See, we know that the sun is different from me, and that difference is evident. The body also is different from the self, and that difference is there, but still not evident. How about the Sakshi? Is there any difference that the Sakshi has with anything else? It says, Nabhadi Bhedaha. In case of the sun and the self, the Bhedaha, the difference obtaining between them, Bhadi, is evident. Such a condition does not obtain in case of Sakshi Atma. See, two, if this, we have to see whether the, when we say Atma, when we say the Sakshi or the witness is the Atma, do the previous two, any one of the previous two conditions obtain? The condition that obtains in case of a secondary self, like the sun, is that the bheda hasti, that the difference is, and bheda habhati, that the difference is evident. Between sakshi or the witnessing self and something else, there is no bheda, there is no duality, and there is no evident duality is not evident either. See, body is not separate from the self. The mind is not separate from the self. Even the world is not separate from the self. Self being limitless, all-inclusive, there is nothing that is separate from that. Self is of the nature of existence. So wherever existence is, that is where the self is. And therefore, anything for it to be must be existent and therefore, it cannot be apart from the self. Similarly, wherever anything shines, Atma shines, anything shines after, so wherever anything shines, again, Atma is there. Meaning that is not separate from the Atma. And therefore, there is nothing that is separate or distinct from the Atma. And therefore, there is no Bheda, no difference, nor is the Bheda or the difference evident. I cannot say that you are separate from the Sakshi. Who is Sakshi? Sakshi is the one, is Chaitanyam, is a consciousness that illumines everything. Even when I say you, also illumined by that consciousness. And then alone I can use even the pronoun you, so that concept you, also is illumined by consciousness. Concepts that also illumined by consciousness. Everything is illumined by consciousness and what is illumined cannot be separated from the illuminator. 
Like whatever the sun illumines, nothing that is illumined can be separated from the sunlight, otherwise it cannot be illumined. And therefore, if the whole universe is illumined by the self, and therefore nothing is separate from the self. Nor can we say that self sakshi is here and something else is there. This kind of bheda or the difference does not shine also, is not evident also. <coughs> And also, the body is separate from the prana, the prana is separate from the mind, and you know, one body is separate from the other body. In this sense also, there is no difference between the sakshi and anything else. The sakshi is what? Advitiya is non-dual and therefore, nothing stands apart from that. Why do you say? Apratiyoginaha. This is the technical word. Tatra hetuhu. Apratiyoginaha, iti hetu garbhidam visheshanam. Apratiyogitatva, apratiyogitva. See, there is a word called pratiyogi, which the Nyayikas always use. And then others also use, but pratiyogi. There are different meanings of the word pratiyogi. But pratiyogi, the meaning that is meant here is that which is contrary or opposed. For example, Death is opposed to life. Whether death is, life is not. Darkness is opposed to light. Whether light is, darkness is not. So we can say that light and darkness are pratiyogi, meaning opposed to each other, mutually exclusive. One thing excludes the other. That's just as the darkness excludes the light. Because where the darkness is, light cannot be. So we can say that light is pratiyogi, or exclusive, exclusive of darkness. And similarly you can say that the, where the, the flower is different from the book. So where the flower is, the book is not. Where the book is, the flower is not. In that sense we can say that the flower excludes the book and the book excludes the flower. Thus, only when a thing excludes something else, then alone the difference between them can be not known by us. But how can we say that about pot and clay. Is it possible for us to say that, that the pot excludes the clay? It does not exclude clay because pot cannot be unless the clay is. And similarly also, can we say that anything in the world excludes the Atma? Nothing can exclude the witness, nothing can exclude the illuminating self because as we said, unless the self illumines, nothing can be known to begin with. So whatever is known, is known because the self illumines that and therefore there is nothing that excludes the self. Self is all-inclusive and therefore apratiyogitva there is nothing that stands apart from the self. There is nothing that excludes the self. Just as an ornament cannot stand apart from the gold or this flower cannot stand apart from the light and so also the body, mind, the intellect even the sense objects, all the world cannot stand apart from the self, which is of the nature of awareness, the illuminating awareness. Yatha putra dehe, deha dehe bi swim pratiyogi vidyade. See, son is not father and father is not son. Therefore, there is an exclusion there. Or the body is not the mind and the Body is not the prana and the prana is not the mind. In that sense also an exclusion obtains there. But we cannot say that about sakshi of the witnessing self 
which is which cannot be excluded by anything, which does not exclude anything. Nothing stands apart from that. Naivam Swastivastabhutaha Kastit Pradyogi Asti Asti. In that manner, nothing stands apart from the self. Na- self is all inclusive. Dehadehe Sarvasti Aropitatwadibhavaha. Because the body, the mind, everything is superimposed upon the self. They all exist because the self is. They all shine because the self shines. They are all dear to me because the self is dear to me. And therefore, there is nothing that excludes the self, that is the Hadi and Priya. The point that is being made here is, therefore, Sakshi of the witnessing self is not available for Gauna Prayoga or Mithya Prayoga. Sakshi or the witnessing self is not available for Gauna Prayoga, meaning it cannot be a self in the secondary sense. The sun is a self in the secondary sense because sun is separate from the self or the, the person and that separation or difference is evident. We say body is self in a delusory sense or mithya sense because even though the difference is, even though difference does not, uh, is not evident, the difference obtains. However, Sakshi is the self in a primary sense because there is no difference, the difference does not sign, difference is not evident, nor does a difference obtain. <coughs> okay, so since those two conditions are not satisfied, we cannot say that Sakshi is Gaunatma or Mithyatma. Nanu Bheda Abhavena Sakshinaha Gauna Mithyatvema Bhutam Alright, just because the difference is not there or difference is not evident or difference is not there, therefore we may accept that Sakshi is not the secondary Atma in a secondary sense or in a delusory sense, that's okay. Mukhyatmatvam tu kutaha. But how do you say that Sakshi is Mukhyatma, the self in a primary sense? How do you say that? It is not self in secondary sense, it is not self in a delusory sense, but how do you say that the Sakshi of the witness is self in the primary sense? And so second line of the verse says that Sarvantaratvat Taseva Mukhyatmatvam Ishadem. Because the consciousness of the self or the Sakshi is Sarvantaraha, he is the inner self of all. Sarvasma Deha Putra Dehe Antratvat Sarvasakshinaha Pratijaha Sarvantaratvena Pratijamanatvat Tasseva Sakshinaeva Atmatvam Mukhyam Anupacharikam Ishade Abhivagam Medaityartaha. Since what we call the Sakshi, the witness, is the self of the body, even self of the mind. Even the self of the intellect, even the self of myself, even the self of the whole universe. Sarvantratvad, because it is the indweller of everything. As there asti, bhati and priyam, that dwells everywhere. It is indwelling principle and therefore it is innermost principle. It is that which sustains everything. It is that which is the essence of everything. That because of which anything and everything is. And therefore we say that the atma is the essence or the content, or the very self, or the very being. In that sense, Sakshi of the witnessing self, which Asti, Bhadi and the Priya, is the very being of everything, the very essence, the very self of everything. Therefore we say that he is a self in a primary sense.
mukhyam anaupacharikam sabhinvisa self is sakshi it is not upachara not in a figurative sense in a primary sense ishyate abhyabhagamida ityartha this is what we accept <coughs> and so an inference is involved here atraidam anumanam suchitam vimadaha sakshi mukhyatma bhavitam arhadi sarvantaratvat we say that the sakshi the witnessing self is the self in a primary sense because he is the inner self of all yo mukhyatma na bhavadi sa sarvantaropi na bhavadi the one who is not self in a primary sense cannot be the inner self of all yatha ahankaradhi like ahankara the ego also can be called self in only a delivery self the ego that is here is inside this body but not inside another body as a witness who is inside this body is also inside everybody and therefore that alone is the self in a primary sense in short they also said that the word self is used in three sense one is in a secondary sense like sun my calling the sun as myself where the sun is separate from me and that separation or difference is evident also and since i call in the self so that is a secondary usage calling the body is a self is in a delivery sense there is a difference between self and the body but that is not evident to me and therefore i take the body to be self that is what we call mithya prayogar in a delivery sense and third is the primary sense where the sakshi is a self in a primary sense there is no difference and difference is not evident also and it is the inner self of all therefore sakshi is the mukhya atma atma in the primary sense okay bhavatu atmatraividhyam all right we accept that thus atma is of three kinds the gauna mithya and mukhya so what are you trying to say from this putradehe shishitva vidane kimayatam still our experience is that often we look upon sun as even more important myself so this discussion how does it show in what what relevance this particular discussion has with reference to explaining our experiences see all the discussion is there to explain our experience that's the purpose of vedanta vedanta is to understand life and understand various experiences in fact every experience should be explained every experience should be explained in in a in a proper way and otherwise if certain experience is not explained then that will remain you know there will be doubts and questions remaining there and then the knowledge cannot be clear so the text like panchadashi takes variety of experiences in our day to day life and all kinds of experiences are taken here so all right as we said earlier there are many situations where something else other than me is taken to be more important than me so how does this discussion explain all those experiences so says the verse 43 सत्येवं व्यवहारेशु सत्येवं व्यवहारेशु येशु यस्यात्मतोचिदा येशु यस्यात्मतोचिदा तेषु तस्यैव शेषित्वं तेषु तस्यैव शेषित्वं सर्वस्यान्यस्य शेषदा सर्वस्यान्यस्य शेषदा
సతి ఏవం వ్యవహారేషు ఏషు యస్య ఆత్మదా ఉచిత తేషు తస్యవ శేషిత్వం సర్వస్య అన్యస్య శేషద ఏవం సతి వెన్ దిస్ ఈస్ ద కేస్ మీనింగ్ ఏవం ఆత్మ త్రైవిధ్యే సతి అపి దస్ ఐ ఎక్స్ప్లెయిన్ అన్యర్ వర్సెస్ వెన్ ఆత్మ ఈజ్ ఆఫ్ త్రీ కైండ్స్ నౌ ది వర్డ్ రాదర్ ఇన్స్టెడ్ ఆఫ్ సెయింగ్ దట్ the word atma is used in these three different senses that being the case yesu yesu vyavahareshu yasyasya atmada uchita yesu laukika vaidika lakshaneshu vyavahareshu in different experiences or different transactions or interactions so interactions are always classified as of two kinds one is called laukika other is called vaidika laukika means in our day to day life the the situation that obtain and vaidika is a specific thing that we do in the household paalana poshana so when i look after my family and children and whatever else i do so all of that will be called laukika vyavahara is the vyavahara of the life which is laukika in our day to day life and vaidika when i perform agnihotradi karma in order to go to heavens or when i'm studying vedanta when i'm contemplating upon the self brahmatmatva nusandhana adishu when i'm listening to the scriptures when i'm reflecting upon them when i'm meditating upon the self all these things that i do is called vaidika vyavahara meaning all these vyavahara or things are done as enjoined or as found in the scriptures thus some of our vyavahara some of our life is vaidika purely local or mundane and other is religious or spiritual so different kinds of vyavahara are performed vyavahara visheshesu yasya putradehe dehadehe sakshnava atmatvam uchitam bhavati in different kinds of vyavaharas or in different kinds of situations one or the other of these three gains predominance in certain vyavahara when i am for example concerned or when i am saving up money etc for my son for his future then at that time the son is primary and i become secondary when i am performing yagna yaga adi so that i go to heaven etc then perhaps the karta or the bhokta becomes primary and the body becomes secondary when that author will explain and when i am meditating upon the self or when i am seeking moksha then the sakshi becomes the primary and everything else becomes secondary so the author says is different kinds of situations obtain different kinds of vyavahara the transactions are there and in given transactions one or the other of these three gains predominance and therefore for that particular transaction the predominance will belong to the atma or the self which is applicable in that situation and the self another to self will become secondary teshu tasya putra dehe deha dehe sakshinah three kinds of atmas are there putra etc is one atma son the body etc is other atma the sakshi the witness is the third atma so depending upon the situation or the transaction one of the three of them will be will be primary the other two will be secondary anyasya tad vidriktasya sarvasya sheshada ఉపసర్జనత్వం భవతి దిశేషోర్డింగ్ పొజిషన్ సో దిస్ ఇస్ ఎక్స్ప్లెయిన్ ఏతదేవ ప్రపంచ దిస్ ఇస్ వాట్ 
the author explains in subsequent verses how in different situations different aspects are predominant. Says the verse 44. Mumurshor Gruharakshadau Mumurshor Gruharakshadau Gaunat Maivopa Yunjade Gaunat Maivopa Yunjade Namukyat Mana Mithyat Ma Namukyat Mana Mithyat Ma Putrashe Sheem Havatyadaha Putrashe Sheem Havatyadaha Mumurshoho Gruharakshadau let us take the example of the Aitare Upanishad, which describes how when the person is now dying, his body has become very old, dilapidated, and is now about to die. At that time, how he calls his son and hands over all the, uh, all the duties to the son. I was said also, at the time of death, this man actually gives instruction to the son. Tvam Brahma, Tvam Yajna, you are Brahma, you are Yajna. Tom Loka, you are the Loka. Look, you are Brahma, you are the most predominant one now, and you are the eldest in the family, and therefore, everyone will look up to you, therefore you are Brahma, you must take care of them. Tom Yajna, you indeed are Yajna, because by performance of Yajna alone, that when you will perform the Yajna, etc., then uh, you, will, you are now Adhikari for performing Yajna. And Tom Loka, it is because of the duties performed by you that we shall be able to gain the heavens and other lokas. And this is how the father instructs the son. Here who is important? The son is important. Mamurshoho Gruharakshadau. And what is he telling his son? Take care of your mother. Take care of the house. Take care of all our duties. Take care of all the other obligations that we have. So he gives him various instructions to take care. In fact, when he is told, Tvam Brahma, Tvam Yajna, Tvam Lokaha, what is being said is, take care of all this. Take care of the Yajna the duties, take care of the Lokika Vyavahara, take care of the Vaidika Vyavahara, it is all your duty. I am now, it's all handing it to you. And so the father departs without any anxiety. So he hands everything over to the son to protect his property in the wealth, in the house, in the family and everybody. Gruharakshadav karma visheshe gaunatma eva putra bhariyadi rupaheva upayujyate upayakto bhavati. In here, who is the primary one? That son to whom all these duties are handed down, he becomes the primary one. To protect the house and do the duties after the father is not there, when the father is not there, the son is meant to be the atma in that sense. Uttaratra jijivishutva Because when the father dies, who remains there to protect the house and to do the duties? The son. And therefore, he is what is meant as Atma here. Mukhyatma Sakshi no Pujyate. That time, Sakshi is not considered to be useful because he cannot protect the house. It's amazing. Even the Brahma is a Jagadadhisthanam. Brahma is the very substrate of the whole creation, cannot do anything. It can't protect the house, it cannot do anything. It always witnesses and illumines everything. House is on fire, Brahma illumines that. Whatever happens, Brahma illumines. That is why the bhaktas, the devotees say, devotees, you know, say, 
What is the use of a Brahma which cannot do anything? Our Krishna is great. When we call him, he comes down to help us. Your Brahma doesn't come down, you know. Anyway, the idea is that Brahma is of no useful, no use in transaction at all. Therefore, when the father says, Myself, will you take care of, will you take care of everything after me? Naturally, the meaning of the word self there is not sakshi. Know this body, which is what we call Mithyatma, because body is not going to be there after the death. And therefore, avikaritvat nabe mithyatma tasse maranon mukhatvat or the body also is not meant to be the self there because the body is not going to be there to do all those duties so who is going to remain after the father is a son or his wife or whoever is given this responsibility putraha sheshi bhavatyadaha therefore in that particular illustration the putra or the son becomes sheshi he becomes the primary one the other two atma sakshi atma and Mithyatma become the secondary ones and the Putra there becomes the primary one. So this is an example where the Gaunatma, the Putra etc. become the primary. Other two serve the purpose of that. Ukte grahrakshadi vyavahare satyabhi swasmin putradi svikare drishtantamaha Swasmin Satyapi. See, the father is still alive. In spite of the father being alive, with reference to the Vyavahara, with reference to duty of protection of the house, etc., and the, and the property and the family, Putradisvikare, how the father actually accepts the son as the Atma as far as performance of those duties are concerned. Even though he is there, and still he accepts the son as his Atma or the self with reference to performance of the duty. For that, Drashtantamaha, the author gives an illustration in the verse 45, similar to the illustration which was given earlier as to how the one is called by the name of the other in the secondary sense. Adhyeta vannirityatra Adhyeta vannirityatra Sannapyagnirnagrahyade Pyagnirnagrahyade Ayogyatvena yogyatvad Ayogyatvena yogyatvad Bature vatra grahyade Bature vatra grahyade So imagine a Vaidika uh, Patshala. See where the children are sent to learn the recital of the Vedas. So eight-year-old child boys are sent there to run the Recital of Vedas from the teacher. In India, of course, when it, the cold season comes, what do you do? They, they set up the fire, the children are seated there, the fire keeps them warm, and early morning you have to wake up. This recital, etc., takes place at 4 o'clock in the morning, or 4 the children have to wake up that early in the morning, they're feeling cold, and therefore the fire is lit, campfire-like. They're sitting around that fire, and being warm, getting the warmth, and deciding the Vedas. At that time, the teacher says to one of them, I am Adhyeta Vannihi. Hey, this child is a fire. This Adhyeta, I mean, this reciter is a fire. This reciter is fire. Yasmin Prayoge, Sarupena Vidyamano Pyagnihi. At that time, the fire also is there, and the child also is there. Let's say that a dozen children are sitting there and deciding, 
and the teacher says, this recital is fire. So the recital also is there and fire is also there. So even though the fire is present, we do not take the fire as a reciter. So in that particular expression, the I am adhyata vannihi, sometimes say because to point out the, how this child is brilliant. So to point out the brilliance, you say he is the sun, as you sun, or he is a fire. So this is very common, you know, uh, simile given there. This one is fire. Iti asmin pravege svarupena vidyamanop yagnihi na agni shabda sattvena krishyade. So in this particular statement, that this reciter is fire. Even though the fire is present in actual way, still in that sentence we do not take the word fire to mean the actual fire, but we mean the word fire to mean only a boy, who is brilliant or bright like fire. Why do we do that? Tasya adhyetrutu ayogad. Because fire cannot recite. Simple. Since fire cannot recite, Fire does not have the competence to recite, to become the agent of reciting. And therefore, we say that the word fire should be interpreted as this reciter or this boy. Kintu adhyetratve yogyo batuhu manavakaheva atrasmin prayavage agni shabda satvena grushyate yogyatvadityartaha. However, we take that boy as the fire as a reciter, and not the fire as a reciter, because a boy alone is yogyata, he alone has competence to recite, and the fire does not have the competence to recite. And therefore, in that particular expression, I am adhyata vannihi, that the reciter is fire, the word fire is understood as the boy. So primary self is there. See, the illustration is this, the fire is present, and still we, t- the, we interpret the word fire to mean the boy. Similarly also when the father while departing with his body hands over all the duties to the son, the, f- the fire father is there and still the son is called a self in that particular sense with reference to the performance of the duty. Because the father has become old and he is dying, so he is not competent to perform the duties or competent to take care of the family after the death of the body. So because of the competence that the son alone is competent to do that, therefore the son is what is meant by the word self there, just as here the boy is competent to recite and not the fire, and therefore by the word fire we mean the boy, similarly by the word self we mean the son and not the actual self. <coughs> so this is one kind of vyavahara or a situation where the gauna prayoga the word self is used in a secondary sense, or gauna, meaning that the sun, etc., who are self in secondary sense, become important. Evam gaunatma pradhanyasthana mudahrutya, mithyato pradhanyasthana mudahrati. In the verse 46, the author gives the illustration of mithyatma, how the atma who is mithya, meaning in the delusory, that becomes primary. In another kind of a transaction, verse 46 says, Krishoham Pushtimapsyami, Krishoham Pushtimapsyami, Ityadau Dehatma Tochita, Ityadau Dehatma Tochita, Naputram Viniyung Tetra, 
न पुत्रम विनियुंतेत्र पुष्टि हेतवन्न भक्षणे पुष्टि हेतवन्न भक्षणे Somebody says, Krushoham, I become very lean. Sometimes it happens when you are traveling, when you go for maybe pilgrimage, etc. Then you don't get proper food and there's a lot of exertion. That time one becomes very lean. Or maybe in the monsoon season when a lot of work is involved in the field, a person may lose a lot of weight. Says, Krushoham, I become very lean. I lost a lot of weight. Ataha, aham pushtimapsyami. So he says, I am now, I have become very lean and therefore, I am now going to become fat. I am going to put, I am going to become fat. How? By eating good food and so forth. So what is meant, the meaning of the word aham there? What's aham means atma or the self. What is the meaning of the word aham or the self? When it's, I have become very lean and now, I'm going to, no, you can say the other way around, I become a little too fat in the holiday season, you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving and the Christmas and all this dinner and the sweets and beef fowl and so forth. And so you may say, I have become a little too fat and therefore I'm going to go to gym now and I'm going to become lean. So you may do the other way around also and all kinds of calories I'm going to burn. At that time, so in these kind of expressions, Vyavhara means actually Shabda Prayoga, this kind of expressions. Who, what is meant by the word aham or the self? Not the sakshi atma, nor the putra, the gauna atma, but what is meant is deha, the body, which is actually what we call the mithyatma. Ityado loka vyavahare anna bhakshana yogyasya deha seva atmatvam grahidum uchidam. Because sakshi cannot eat food. See again, the sakshi atma, the witness self, is not competent to put on weight by eating food. You can say, wait a minute, but my son is competent to eat way, eat food. The son is competent to eat food, but his eating will not increase weight here. Or the son can do exercise, go to gym, that will be nice. If the son goes to gym and if I lose the weight, that would have been wonderful, you know. But that doesn't work. And therefore, even that gauna atma or the son also cannot be the meaning of the word self, aham, nor the sakshi can be the meaning of the word aham. Naputram vinyungte atra. And therefore, when one wants to appease hunger, nobody ever assigns his son, okay, beta, you eat and I'll be fine. That doesn't work. One wants to lose weight and he says, son, go to gym from tomorrow. That also does not work. So, it is a body, that is what is meant there, but that alone is competent or proper to fulfill the meaning of the statement. And therefore, there, it is body that is meant to be the self. Nobody ever assigns his son in order that he can put on the weight. So in this kind of expressions, it is deha, the body, which is meant to be by the word self. An example of Mithyatma. Here Sakshi becomes secondary, the son also becomes secondary, the body becomes primary. So that becomes the object of love. Whoever is primary, that is object of love. Another to become secondary in that case. Okay. Om Purnamadaf Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyade Purnas 
ಶಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯಂಕರಾಚಾರ